0: Everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Glad to be back. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in, downloading, streaming, however you taking my podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, so tell a friend, enemy, coworker, tell somebody about my podcast. There you go. am trying to. There we go. We got it. Um, yeah, I know my hair looks like shit. I need to get it retwisted. I need a haircut. I need a lot of shit. But um, man. Um, I let me say this. I like doing my podcast, but it is like uh 70 degrees. It is a Friday. It is nice. I do not want to be in the house. I got to be honest. I don't want to be in this house. I would love to just go outside and walk around. It is it is very very nice out. Unseasonably unseasonably warm. Um well, I guess we'll just jump right in. So, for those who don't know, we have a nine-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing, and then right now it's nothing. Other than the fact that uh, we believe that uh, uh, his medication may be uh, kind of not wearing off, but I think he might need to up the dosage because he's starting to have these little uh, breakdowns and meltdowns in school and like kind of crying over uh, very small, innocuous things. Mm-hmm and uh that's the kind of behavior we saw before that led us to realize like hey there might be a little bit of a emotional issue or something going on here and uh he's starting to exhibit that uh on a more regular basis so we need to uh recalibrate his medic his medication and um hopefully that that helps um yeah i really i really have faith that my son's gonna grow out of this phase um yeah, I, I just uh I, I do think about it a lot. You know, he he can be very, very forgetful. But so am I, you know, and I got through school and uh I just don't want him to go through all this his life just living in fear. Cause that's that's basically what I how I came up. I was just so afraid of forgetting things and doing the wrong thing that uh, it just there there was really no there was no real lessons learned of, of, of how to deal with like the way my brain worked. It was just like do whatever you can to not get yelled at or spanking, you know. And, uh, you know, again, I, I don't blame anybody for that. It, it is what it is. Uh, people didn't know about this kind of stuff years ago. But, uh, yeah, I'm. Just, we're just trying to get him all the proper tools and, and um, all that kind of stuff, all the help that he needs, you know. To, uh, to be successful. So that's what's going on with him. Again, not much, but uh, that's what's going on with him in his, in his corner of the world, our our corner of the world. This is weird. I got a, um, a letter in the mail from uh, the IRS basically saying that uh, they looked at my 2019 taxes and everything was uh, fine until they noticed I was missing some income. And they basically tried to say I owed $88,000 in back taxes. There was one uh, one, uh 1099 that uh showed that I didn't report two hundred and thirty two thousand dollars of income and there's another one that says I didn't report uh like seven grand and turns out it was a, some type of clerical error with uh a, a place that I had worked with before somehow their information ended up on my taxes so hopefully it's all taken care of and this is what i this is what I really hate. This is what I hate about government shit It's just They fuck up and then it's on you to find their mistake because they go, hey, if you don't respond uh, by X date with proof that this isn't yours, then you're basically going to be charged and uh, it's going to go to collections and you're going to owe all this money. It's just like you fucked up. Why are we? Why am I doing your work for you? That's that, it was always like that with the military. It's just like, well, hey, if you want to fix it, it's your pay. So it's on you. It's just like, but you fucked it up. <laughs> but the response is like, well, but it's your money. So, yeah, we might have fucked up. But what do you want more? <laughs> Us to fix it? Or do you want your paychecks to be right on the first and 15? And they know most people are like, fuck, I don't want my paycheck fucked up. So I guess I'll do your work for you. So to the IRS and everybody that works there, every computer, every non-living entity there included, every fucking microchip, every piece of silicon, every, uh, every piece of RAM, you can go fuck yourself, okay? Every living person and every non-living entity uh, that processes anything in that goddamn uh, building, you can go fuck yourself. And if you're a computer Fuck you! Your mother was a Commodore 64. All right. I, I hate the IRS. I hate these government offices. They're all full of shit. And uh, if it wasn't for my wife, I just wouldn't deal with it. It's just, it's a, it's a obvious, blatant mistake. And it's just like, well, why should I fix your mistake? But she was like, no, you can't really fuck with these people. And if it wasn't for her, I would, I wouldn't even, I would never address it. I would go, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I would rather just have them take all my money and then realize that they were wrong one day and give me all my shit back than do anything. That's how stubborn I am. So thank God for her. Because if not, I would probably be in jail for not wanting to pay these fucking taxes or at least try to fix the tax issue. Ah, man. So did you see uh, this? I'm breathing too hard into the mic. Sorry. So I I saw a story the other day about this uh, Louisiana judge who was uh, caught saying the word nigger on some video. And look, white people, y'all need to stop blaming this shit on medication because she was saying before this video, she was given a sedative and she doesn't remember what she was saying. It's just like, why does ambient, why does sedatives, why does diabetes, diabetes, low blood sugar, why does, why does anything like that tr- just tr- somehow just trigger racism or just ignorant shit that is that you that these people always say isn't in them? But for some reason, you take a fucking a sedative, a Advil, and all of a sudden it's just nigger coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't I don't get it, man. It's is <laughs> fucking it's crazy. What what is it about medications that just makes people want to say nigger? Can anyone help me with I've never heard that on any side effects. I've heard diarrhea, uh nosebleeds, cotton mouth. I've never heard uh caution, you may say nigger in any of the side effects. Caution, one side effect is racism. I've never heard that. And the fact that she's a judge, she has to go, man. You have to go. And I I don't, I don't care if it's in the privacy of your own home. It got out. You're fucked. You're a judge. You're supposed to be held to a higher standard of behavior. You're supposed to be impartial. And now you can't be trusted. And I know there's people like, well, how come she can't, she cannot. All right. White people. There's no way in fucking hell. If you ever heard uh, a white judge, uh, a, a black judge, a lawyer, or any anybody involved in any of these cases where it's a there's a racial element to it. If you ever heard any of these black people speaking ill of whites, you would say this is an unfair trial. This person is racist. They need to be removed. You would not deal with it. You would not put up with it. So don't expect other people to. Okay, I'm done with. The, I'm done playing these fucking games about. Well, she should. She should be able. She should be able to say whatever she wants to. The thing is, she could have said, "Nigger." all day at her home but it's out now now every judgment and every every case she's uh presided over needs to be looked at she needs to be removed from the courts you can't be trusted so i i really don't i don't feel like i don't really think there's an there's an argument here guess what oh lap that was a lapse in judgment Guess what? Everyone that comes into her court, for the most part, had a lapse in judgment. And do you think she's letting them? Oh, okay, it was a mistake. Yeah, no, yeah, you got behind a wheel drunk. You fucked up. Now you gotta pay. Guess what? You took some nigga sedatives. You said nigga into a motherfucking videotape, and uh, it was I mean, it was recorded. Now you gotta pay. Plain and simple. Same thing with this cop who shot Dante Wright. Hey, you fucked up. You're supposed to be. Be a professional. I, I, I get she was upset after it happened, but you, you made a mistake. You have to pay. Everybody else pays. You know? You have no sympathy for people who, who just make mistakes and run from the police. They get shot in the back. Hey, if you wouldn't have ran, you wouldn't have been dead. You wouldn't be dead. Hey, if she just would have grabbed the right weapon. It's a lot of what ifs. But it is what it is. You fuck up. A lot of times, you gotta pay. Plain and simple, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> Plain and simple. And here's another thing we need to realize too in this country: everybody is not held to the same higher, uh, same standard of behavior, and um, and uh, responsibility. Now, you don't hold criminals to the same uh, level of responsibility as you would a police officer. All right. You don't you don't hold a kid to the same higher standard of behavior that you do a judge. Depending on what your role is in our society, you're going to be held to a higher standard, right? In the military, we all have PT standards, we all have grooming standards, we have all that kind of stuff. But when you're when you're when when you're an Airman, there's a level of responsibility, and as you get higher that level of responsibility gets uh higher as well and yeah you get some leeway with how you can talk to people to a degree you know i I, that's something i did notice but when you make a mistake at high levels the penalty is much higher okay a a a, um a staff sergeant having sex with an underling it's bad you're held to a high standard but if you're a, a colonel and you're like, say, a base commander or a deputy commander, and you're fucking airman. That is on another level. You're gonna be you're gonna be uh, held to a way higher standard than an NCO, and you're gonna be held to a higher standard than the uh, the uh, NCO or airman that you might have slept with. Of course, they're gonna get in trouble, but the stakes are much higher because guess what? You are a full bird colonel. You may be a, a lieutenant colonel. I mean, whoever you are, you know what your uh what your position. Uh, entails and you know the level of responsibility of that of that office or title and you have to deal with whatever comes with that so when you're police and you fuck up you have to realize and understand i'm going to be held to a higher standard like i said the pt thing with the military we all had like pt standards but guess what Special for even like the even the certain units within the police uh the security forces they may have a little, hey, you know what? You got a 75 on your PT test, you pass it. But for us, for this unit, for what we do, we, we want everybody to be at least an 85. You, you're in Special Forces, you're a Green Beret, you're, you're a, a Navy SEAL, a Combat Controller, whatever you, Tag P, whatever it is. Hey, yes, a 75 is passing, but we expect you to get 100. If you don't get 100, you're taking it again. They know that's their standard. They know that's what their standard, is. and they they cannot you can't get mad at that. That's that's a role that you chose to be in. You chose to be to be a police officer. You chose to be a judge. You chose to be a lawyer. You chose to be whatever it is. You understand? Hey, this comes with more responsibility. This comes and that's that's part of the prestige. Everybody looks at you like, hey, these motherfuckers are in great shape. They doing X, Y, and Z. You look at a judge or a lawyer. Hey, these people went to school. They sat on all these cases. They're very smart. We expect these people to be. I, I'm not look, and I'm not saying better than us, better than us uh, as people, but we expect them to be better because they represent the law. They represent what America stands for. They represent law and order, like I, like I was saying. They they represent all this kind of stuff. The level of responsibility is increased when you become a parent. So this thing of like trying to hold everybody to this same that's just not that's just not how it works. And people need to realize to be adults and realize that. And the thing is, I feel like most of most people do, but people like to play these fucking games and act like that's not the case. It is. Depending on who you are in this country, it's going to depend on your level of responsibility and what and in some cases what what you've been charged with. If you're in Congress or a senator or whatever, you, you take an oath. There's charges. Hey, you're supposed to do this kind of stuff. And if you don't, these are what the consequences are. I, I'm sick of this shit. People trying to skate and skirt around shit. And, oh, what about this guy when they did this? Hey, man, this guy's a cop. This person's a judge. Now, this motherfucker lay cement and he's on a video saying, Nigger. okay, but if you're a judge at a court, you got to go, bro. It's plain and simple um so last week actually earlier this week steph curry this is a hard turn steph curry broke the three point uh the nba all-time three-point record which is very cool so shout out to steph curry uh it was also really cool to see uh ray allen and reggie miller both embrace steph curry i, I remember watching the game when ray allen broke uh, reggie miller's record very happy and i and at, at that time i remember them talking about hey and then and maybe the next 10 years or so Steph Curry will definitely break this record. And sure enough, here we are and I, I'll give it to him. He's the greatest shooter the NBA has ever seen. Uh, I had to turn this shit off at one, uh, the other day, uh, Bob Ryan was on like, and I don't even know why it was on CNN, but they were talking about Steph Curry. He was basically saying like the Steph Curry ruined basketball by shooting all these threes and shooting from so far out. All I can say to that dude is go fuck yourself. All right. The three point, And he was trying to say uh, the three-point line was a gimmick back in the day. It's been around for decades. We're we're past the whole it's a gimmick thing. It's just there's always haters, man, always. Always haters. Now, I'm not going to take anything away from Steph. I think he's a great player, Uh, one of the best, obviously the best three-point shooter the league has ever seen. Uh, But Ray Allen is my dude. Uh, now, I I can I make an argument that Ray Allen is better than Steph Curry. I, I don't I I don't I don't think I can, but I I feel like Ray Allen is a more complete player to me. I mean, he's bigger. He have, he can post up, take it to the rack. He would dunk on motherfuckers. He could shoot mid range. He could obviously shoot the long ball. Uh, I just I mean I love Steph Curry. He's fun to watch, but Ray Allen. I mean, at, at what six five six six what. Six, six, baby. He, to me, he's just, that's my dude. That was, that was more my speed. Like I said, yamming on cats. You're not going to see Steph Curry dunk on anybody. Okay. Ray, Ray, Ray with just taking it to the rack in the playoffs. Steph Curry, not doing that. And again, I'm not taking shit away from Steph. I think he is great, but I got to roll with Ray, man. I've been, I've been rolling with Ray. I mean, since the mid nineties, back in his Yukon days, the big East tournament days. I've always been a Ray Allen fan. And of course, Reggie, uh, I can't remember really. I I know Reggie has dunked on people, but there's no dunks I can think of that come to mind. But, uh, yeah, man. And plus it was just a different game back then, man. Those guys weren't shooting as, as many threes. When you, when you, when you go through the, uh, the record books and look, they weren't shooting as many threes. The the game has has changed so much, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, um, it was, it was, it was cool to watch, man. And I I gotta say as an, as an NBA fan, I've been very fortunate to live in this era, man. We we've got this, we've gotten to see some great, great players, some great players. I mean, for me as a small child, child getting to see just a little bit of uh magic Johnson, you know, he was definitely on his way out. A little bit of Larry Bird. Um, I don't really, I don't remember any Dr. J. I do remember seeing Kareem, but I don't remember, like, actually really being into it that much. But I do remember, uh, you know, uh, Magic Johnson playing an all-star game and all that kind of stuff. But, like, getting to see Magic and Bird and those dudes on the very ta- tail end and then seeing uh, Mike come in, uh, Kobe, obviously, uh, the Ray Allens, the, the Reggie Millers, uh, Steph Currys. Uh, Vince Carter, I mean, it just, it, we all know how great the 90s was, were as, as far as the NBA. You know, just but just to see Steph Curry and Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade and Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, uh, watching these Europeans come in. I know some people might talk shit, but, I mean, Manu Ginobili, watching Dirk Nowinski come in the league. We saw, we saw a lot. Uh, Pazer Stojakovic we saw a lot of shit change man in, in the last 25 30 years in basketball uh just we, just it's just been very very fortunate if you're if you're an nba fan in the last 25 30 years we've been very very fortunate uh to to have seen some of these some of these players um uh, man and i guess if you went back 30 years before that you could say the same thing so so you know what? maybe maybe things haven't changed maybe things have not changed but in the early 2000s there were allen iverson come on man Come on, man. I sound like fucking Sleepy Joe. Come on, man. Um, But we did our show in D.C. We did our first host battle, uh, Winston and I, and uh, we had a great time. So shout out to the D.C. Comedy Law for having us. Shout out to everybody that came and supported all the comics. We had so much fun. Uh, we're really working hard to make this a, a, a we want this to be a premiere show in D.C. And we had 20, about 20 people at the first show. I am not afraid or ashamed to say that I'm actually proud to say that. And hopefully in the next few months and years, I can say, Hey man, we started off with 20 people and here we are doing this theater and it's got a thousand or whatever it may be, but we're just going to take our time. We're going to be very intentional. We're going to pr- promote this show. Um, we're going to uh, do whatever we can to help this show grow. We we want this to be um, uh, an integral part of DC comedy. All right, I really want to build something there that that I, that all the comics want to come to, that people want to come to. I just want to have a fun show that people are looking forward to every month, and I think we're starting off on the right foot. So shout out to everybody that helped us put that on, like Angel Morla, uh, Sophie Shriver for taking pictures, uh, Angel for videotaping. So we're we're really working to to make this like a Like a thing man with the photographer we want video we want all that kind of stuff we want we want comics to want to be there we want people to want to be at that show you know we we just want it to be a show that no one wants to miss even if comics aren't on it we still want them to be like we got to go to host battle because it's so much fun and you never know we might get pulled up on stage man because they like to pull people up at the end so that's what we're that's what we're pulling for um so you guys enjoy your weekend it's beautiful outside. If you can get out, if you're walking around, listen to this. Enjoy, your, enjoy yourselves. Uh, be safe. Love each other. I'm out. Peace.